Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. Hey, hey, I hope you are doing awesome. This is a really fun episode because we talk about NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which I originally discovered through Tony Robbins, not because we were hanging out, although that would be amazing if he told me one-on-one. But through his books or whatever it was, I remember learning about our minds and how, you know, just as we talk about with other guests, just how much of what we do is habitual and how much of what we do is subconscious, the decisions that we make, the the things that we do in life. And so we talk about this with my guest, Mike Zeller, because this is what he does. He works with his clients to really help them live their most fulfilling life, to help them live up to their expectations, to really do the things that they really want to do in life. And so we talk about procrastination. We talk about overthink. We talk about your alter ego and it's fun. And plus Mike has a lot of really great free resources that we can use to help us live our best life. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Mike is a business architect and entrepreneur mentor who helps professionals find their zone of genius and rewire their subconscious to fuel momentum towards their life's purpose. He has mentored over 200 high-level entrepreneurs from all over the world. And as an entrepreneur himself, Mike has founded or partnered in 20 ventures across multiple industries, including technology, real estate, digital marketing, and more. Mike has trained under masters of the industry, such as Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, and Jay Abraham. A master NLP practitioner, he uses his core methodology to help entrepreneurs and creatives get unstuck from emotional roadblocks to become more fully integrated and build unstoppable momentum. I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Mike Zeller. Mike, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, that is such a great intro and uh, makes me feel special with all the energy and love you give me. So I'm excited to be here. You rock. You bring such great energy and joy and brilliance. And this will be a fun, fun session. Yes, absolutely. And isn't it so funny? I always love reading people's bios because I'm always thinking that on the other end, someone's thinking, well, is that me? Because that's really impressive. It is very impressive. <laughs> Dude, I, I did an opening keynote for a uh, charity banquet. And it was my first charity banquet where I'm the headline speaker. And at the end of it, I was like, whoa, that is way too long and way too impressive. Like these guys, uh, I was like, I, I had to rip on myself. The first first line out of my mouth at, at that charity banquet was a rip on my overly impressive bio. So anyway. uh, Well, it is an impressive bio and I'm so excited to talk to you because I am so interested in NLP and just human performance and we're, we're in similar industries. So I was really looking forward to this conversation. Obviously you're super passionate about what you do. I have the pleasure of getting to hear you. You have a segment on Clubhouse 
every week on Breakfast with Champions. And so I get to hear you and I'm always like, man, Mike is so passionate about the work that you do. And sometimes you'll do kind of interactive coaching with, with people in the room. And so before we dive into and, and talk through a lot of these tips that you share with people on how to really step into their genius and find their purpose, which is so important for everyone to live mm -hmm. a more fulfilling life, I'm interested to hear why are you so passionate about this work and why is it so important for you to do what you do? Yeah, man, I think it came down to when I was 20 years old and I was leading this campus ministry event. I was like astounded at all the students that were in this, uh, in this room together that night. It was a Thursday night. And I was like, you know what? I think my purpose in life is to unleash people's divine potential. I just had this, this almost like divine download. Um, uh, at the time, I disregarded it. Sometimes we get those little whispers in our soul that we disregard. We kind of blow it off like, ah, I'm no one special or that's not really special. That purpose or that distinction is not really special. And somewhat I ignored it to, for a few years, for almost 15 years of like where I just made it recreational, where I would help people here and there. But I was like, my purpose is to build businesses. Well, then, you know, about 15, uh, actually was, uh, about 2016, I started really mentoring people and people were re reaching out and experiencing great life change. And I had six active businesses at the time and 55 employees. And my, some of my employees were like, my coaching was like priority number six or seven in my mentoring. But I, I was finding so much joy out of it. And then people, my team members would come with me on retreats, mastermind retreats. And they're like, Mike, you're so much, so alive. And, and the life change you create here in people's lives is astounding. I, I think this is really your your deepest area or your knack where you're really you're where you shine the brightest. I was like, all right, you're right. I got to. And at some point, I had I was like, man, I got to make this my priority number one. And then within a couple of years, I had screwed up some businesses and <laughs> had to sell them and <laughs> lost whatever and uh, I lost a million dollars in a short time period. And I was like, boom, all right, all I got all I got to stand on now is my coaching. And uh, I went through a bunch of mistakes. And now, but it's all good. Like it, you know, you go through those messes because they become your message and the breakdowns that lead to your breakthroughs. And I knew even when I was in that season that, Hey, this is so that I can fuel my purpose to help other people avoid the, the pain I went through, but also step into their genius now and step into their purpose now, not wait and not die with their music still in them. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you wrote a book about this, right? Teaching people yes. how to do exactly what you did. Tell us about your book, because it's a great story in the beginning that you really share on how you did find your purpose and kind of move yeah. into this phase of life. Yeah, you know, I uh, wrote a book called Genius Within. It's called your, uh, Genius Within, Your Natural Pathway to Impact, Fulfillment, and Wealth. And I believe that every single human being has a unique path and a unique purpose. And it shows up in four main quadrants, your unique talents. Basically, you gather the clues in these four quadrants and you get all the clues on the table. Because when clues, when you gather the data, the, the patterns pop like popcorn. And, and if I get all the clues about my life, we can get clues about your health data, about your DNA, about your marketing data, about your Facebook ads, about whatever it is. Uh, COVID data, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what about clues about your purpose? Clues about your path? What, what on earth am I here for? What can I be one of the best in the world at? Well, I believe it shows up with those four main areas, unique talents, which is take people through five different personality tests, 
Y5, they all measure something different. Wealth Dynamics shows your natural pathway for wealth. This, Strengths, Finder, Myers-Briggs, Colby Index, Enneagram, if you want. Then you're defining life moments. Those moments where you get whispers. Like if I, if we dissect your life, Kate, there's probably some pretty cool defining life moments that make you, that make you shine and that also are where your breakdowns, right? And why you're doing what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. What, what are a couple of those? I'm curious. Oh my gosh. Well, part of what I, what, when I think of how I became who I am today, a big piece of that was the, one of my first jobs out of college was working at a chamber of commerce Yeah, that transformed my whole world. Cause I learned about entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. advocacy and community and networking and, and people. And I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so their seed was planted and probably during that time, started paying attention in your 20s and 30s we start paying attention hey i love doing this and i'm really good at this or i suck at that uh you know and and so you gather all these clues so you're defining life moments um and you can look at theodore roosevelt you can look at steve jobs you can look at oprah winfrey sarah blakely and there's defining life moments that led them to where they are where they are and also in those defining life moments their values and passions were set and they also develop the fourth thing, which is values and passions is the third thing. And then your, your key relationships, the people that bring you life versus death. And then where do you have this cluster, a natural cluster of relationships? Like for me, I, I had all these best-selling authors as friends. And I was just in real estate primarily at, at the time. I was like, hey, why do I love hanging out with my author friends more than my real estate buddies? <laughs> Clues. And, and now I've got, I, I know I'm going to write... God willing, 20 plus books in my lifetime. Oh, that's so awesome. How many have you written so far? I've I've basically written three. Um, I've got two that are in editing phases. And then I've got a God and Money journal that's coming out uh, this month. Um, So I'm I'm just getting started. I love it. I love it. So as you were talking and I'm thinking about kind of in my journey, that was in my 20s, mm-hmm. right? So I think about how Steve Jobs says, you can't connect the dots moving forward. You can only connect them moving backwards. So yeah, now in my 40s, of course I can connect all those dots. Of course I can say, oh, all of this stuff makes so much sense. It makes sense why I decided to go from the chamber to this other job to then starting a business to now where I am now. It all made sense. But when you're in your life, when you're yeah. in it and figuring out, it doesn't seem quite so obvious. Yeah. And how do you, and I think today, so many people have this question of what is my purpose? Am I living on purpose? Mm -hmm. And it seems like such a big, big question. So when people come to you with this big question, and I'm assuming it's not just in their twenties, it's all different phases of life. Where do you start? Hmm. I start with gathering data. In fact, um, I was sitting down in this room that I'm in right now recording this podcast. She was a, uh, at the time, she was 56-year-old, former executive. Well, at the time, she was still an executive at the IRS and former CEO of a division of the IRS, had 80,000 employees at one time. And we sit down for our Zona Genius Day. And she's paid a lot of money for that day. And she said, Mike, it's 8 a.m. We're about to start a day. She's like, Mike, Sunday, Sunday morning. She's like, Mike you've already given me one of the biggest breakthroughs in my life, just in the preparation work, that everything we do is icing on the cake. 
And so it's the gathering of the data. You know, I had her go through the workbook. I've got about a 17 page workbook that I take people through where they, they literally, before we actually do the day or do, do the zone of genius sessions, they've got more information about their unique strengths, their unique talents, also where they suck, where, you know, <laughs> we got to be really honest, like, where are you a badass and where are you suck ass or weak ass? It's okay. We're all both and, uh, and get ruthlessly honest about that. But also, what do you, what do you, what makes your, your heart sing and your soul stir? And, and she walked in with more clarity than she'd ever had in her 34 year career is what she said. And, and so I think it starts with gathering the data. And, and then second part, um, we can also do in the NLP side, we can step into the quantum field. And here's what I mean by the quantum field. And in, in, in reality, when we go into meditative, uh, almost super conscious state, we can transport ourselves back to the past or into the future. So lots of times you've probably had a little taste of me when I do it in these in the clubhouse session for like a five minute session. Mm -hmm. I'll take someone back into the past, heal a trauma, do parts integration. Um, it's called parts integration from the psychotherapy uh, realm where you're healing these broken parts of yourself that still want to get integrated. And it's kind of like, if, if my wife is upset with me, uh, are, I can't remember, are you married, Kate? I'm not. Okay, okay. But if not, yet. Wife, not, not yet. Not <laughs> yet, exactly. In the quantum realm, you might already be married. But anyway, um, you know, if you're in a relationship with a guy and you're upset at him and he, don't, he doesn't address it, he kind of like gives you a solution, but doesn't address your feelings and you don't feel heard and understood. If you're in your feminine, you're like, I don't want to touch you. Like my wife will literally tell me, you don't touch me. I'm like, what the heck did I do woman? And, and, uh, and it's because she hasn't felt heard and understood and her body to test me at that moment. But then if I hear and understand her, then she relaxes and releases. And now we're integrated back into one. Mm. Well, same thing happens in our different parts of ourselves. If there's a wounded version um, a hurt version, a misunderstood version, a fearful or a, a version that got imprinted with a trauma from, or a belief or you're not worthy, you're not enough, you won't be loved, whatever those core beliefs or, you know, uh, you'll never be wealthy or you're always destined to suffer or you're always blah, 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 blah. Um, we integrate that and then we also can go into the future and connect with a, a, your most abundant, highest level self that part of us that often feels like an imposter but i think our imposter self that the part of a higher level self is actually typically our truest self and the person that's showing up today that's playing small that's trapped by the disease of small itis is our most inauthentic self and i feel i'm like man i gotta keep busting myself out of my small itis self small itis yeah <laughs> It's a disease. It's worse than COVID. Oh my gosh. It's so, well, okay. There's so much that you talked about. There's so many things to dive no, into no, because sorry. it's, it, there's just, it, it's such a fascinating topic because I think about so many people have this challenge of imposter syndrome or mm. enoughness, worthiness. I mean, worthiness of love, worthiness yeah. of success. And it's hard for us to admit it, right? Because on the conscious level, we're like, 
who, why we're not self-sabotaging and we're not doing anything that's prohibiting us from being happy when we do things every day and we're just not aware of it. So that's what I think is so fascinating about NLP. And you're kind of talking about it now and because some people might be like, what is this guy talking about? Future, we're in the future, we're in the past, we're in the present, it's all the things. So can you kind of high level overview, what is NLP and yeah. how can you use it? In the, in the late 70s, these two guys, uh, John Grinder and Richard Bandler, uh, John was a professor of linguistics at, I think it was USC. They discovered that the most successful therapist throughout history had a, several different things that they ended up doing to create ra rapid breakthroughs. Like they had disproportionate results. And, and they, they codified um, what they did into a process and a program called, called neuro-linguistic programming. And basically you think of your minds, are, they're like computers. Like I literally, and you can, you can do it, uh, test out. All right. Um, if, if you think of, Hey, um, a tree branch is swinging towards your face. Your mind is already trained to duck. It's programmed to duck. Well, we get programmed as a child. Um, like I'm very conscious of the energy that I, I have an 11 month old sonnet is her name. And we're conscious of like, are we showing up in a happy or frustrated? Do we have arguments in front of her? How do we how do we express ourselves so that we program her in a healthy emotional state? Beliefs beliefs can be programmed into people. You're not enough, right? That's that can be programmed from you know as a teenager go through a bad breakup can be programmed as as a child or you are enough and you are loved. Like I want my my daughter to feel that emotional intimacy and support from her father. So she doesn't cling and, and uh, drive for that with, in an unhealthy way with men later on, right? She has already that emotional bond and security. My wife wants the same. So programming, neuro, how our brain works, linguistic, how commands can be embedded in our mind and they can be embedded in our tonality in our emphasis and in our language and our body patterns, we can get an, you know, a command is also not very effective if there's not rapport. So in the science of selling and persuasion, we've learned, all right, you gotta have rapport. Rapport and body language, a lot of that comes from NLP. And then the programming is like, hey, it's just literally like typing in uh, something on Facebook and there's programming and code that allows it to post this photo or post this image or post whatever it is. Um, and so that's, that's how our minds work, but you can also reprogram and you can reprogram yourself pretty rapidly if you know how to do it, or you can go the long, slow route. It can be like a, a snail if you would like. <laughs> and uh, I'd rather go a lot faster. I'm, I'm one who likes to get things, do what most people would do in 10, do it in one or two years. Yeah. That sounds way better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how do people know, how do people know if they have smallitis and if they're playing small versus mm. them actually living in their higher purpose and their yeah. genius? Good question. I think all of us in some capacity play in smallitis and unless uh, now we we always have those voices, but what voice is going to lead and what voice is going to dominate? So you've, you might have experienced in the Breakfast of Champions rooms where I'll literally, if I do the longer meditation, I'll actually have 
a part of you. Like yesterday, I did a session with another client and he grew up really poor. He makes great money now, like multiple six figures, way more money. He's got a pathway to be, you know, easily a multimillionaire if he stays on the path and he's pretty young. And I mentored him for like six years. Um, when, when I met him, he was an Uber driver, um, making oh, wow. 30,000 a year. And now he's doing exceptionally well. But w- when we did our session, he had scared Daniel. And then he had Mr. Swall is his last name. Mr. So he had, he had these two parts of himself. And we, and his body, body intelligence, you know, the FBI doesn't do lie detector tests on our bodies. I mean, on our words. It does it on our bodies. So our bodies know, like I could ask you, uh, what's your least favorite cocktail? Do you like cocktails or alcohol? Oh, my least favorite cocktail is one of those. What is that one the, with the smoke on it that people love so much? Uh, like what a smoked those? old fashioned or? Old fashioned. Yes. Not yeah, a yeah. fan of old fashioned. All right. So if I, if I, now what's your favorite cocktail? My favorite cocktail is a lychee martini. Lychee martini and like, like see how much happier and your body's <laughs> visceral response. So if I had you stand up right now and if, if a yes is leaning forward and a no is leaning backwards and I said, Hey, do you want an old fashioned? Your body will actually lean backwards. Mm. And if, if you want a lychee martini, <laughs> your body will like flop over. You know, and I do this demonstration all the time to help people. Most of us are not as attuned to our bodies as we need to be for our body intelligence to speak. And and uh, so that's a piece of it. But also, like like I did a session with another Kristen Boss, who I opened up the uh, the book with. So you know, I helped her go from a hairstylist to seven figure business owner in one year, and then now she's a multi seven figure and on the path to an eight figure business owner with almost no employees with, you know, some freelancer, pretty insane. She's, she's doing well. And, um, I just met with her, uh, two weeks ago for a full day NLP envision her future step into her highest level identity. I call it like, um, anchor to your highest identity because your identity precedes your destiny. So we did the session and she had all these voices from her parents, from her church, from her all, you know, from even old mentors that had kind of spoken some negativity because as she grew, she became a threat, mm. a threat to their position, threat to their ego, threat to their platform, instead of like flowing in generosity. Like I want to flow in abundance and generosity. And hey, I want, I like it when my clients supersede my income or supersede my brand. I'm totally good with that. Um, I want to do well too, but you know, <laughs> I'm not threatened by it, but we had to reprogram a lot of that. We had to clean, clean out the gutter. We had to clean it out. And we did that in about two hours. And she was like, Ooh. she felt connected, integrated, this weight. Heck I had, had another client. She was a natural health practitioner. We did an NLP session. I worked with her on a one-on-one level for about uh, almost a year. And she had lost her stepdaughter to leukemia. And and so the belief that had been imprinted on her soul for seven years was that how good could she really be in helping other people with their health if she couldn't keep her own stepdaughter alive? And so her business just kind of went down and down and down and down. And her optimism, her faith, her weight, all those things got all jacked. We didn't... Uh, I got to the root of, of 
that belief took me a while to get to it. Sometimes it happens immediately. Sometimes it happens quickly, but we got to it after that session, the next two days, she's like, Mike, the weight left my soul. The weight left my body. She was lighter, rejuvenated, renewed her. And in the next few months, her business started growing again. And she started more optimism and more inspiration. And so, you know, the sad, the beautiful thing about being a human, but also the sad thing about being a human is unlike other animals, we can relive our memories, whether they're even real or not. Sometimes we can relive them for decades, for our whole life. A goldfish, literally a goldfish, has a six-second memory. Uh, it, you know, most fish have super short memories. I caught the one, I, one time at my granddad's farm, I caught the same fish 37 times. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I literally uh, had this one little lure that uh, bluegills loved, to, and we could see the fish in the creek and then catch it and back out. And because their memory is not there. Ours, we are reflective. We can relive our memories. So yeah. it becomes even more important for us to learn how to master the supercomputer, the most powerful thing ever created, our brains. Yes. Oh my gosh. We are so mean to ourselves sometimes yeah. with like reliving all of that stuff. Women especially. Oh, why do we do that? I don't know. Why do women, we are so hard on ourselves. And I think it just becomes this expectation of who we think we need to be versus who we really want to be. Mm -hmm. And, oh my gosh, there's like a couple of things that I want to get into with you. One of the challenges I think a lot of people get into with mindset issues, I'm thinking procrastination mm -hmm. and people thinking this is really hard. Things are really hard. Yeah. And so when we think that something is really hard, obviously we're not going to do it. So how, as you're talking and I, and I know that you use NLP to help your clients, but for somebody that's listening, are there tools that we can start using today that's going to help us approach life in an easier way? Go into yeah. it to something where you're not procrastinating on the work that you know you really want to do or the goals that you have in your life. Yeah, procrastination. First, we got to ask ourselves and ask our body, not our conscious mind. Body, why are you procrastinating on this? Why? Like sometimes people will, you'll see also people will grow their businesses and sabotage it down or yeah. get in a great relationship. They'll say, I want a great man or a great wife or a great woman. And then boom, they'll get one and they'll kick them out They'll because their body doesn't feel safe in that relationship or in that environment or whatever, I want more wealth. And then they despise or they're jealous or whatever. Like, so what's the reason? So we ask our bodies, not our hearts, because the body intelligence, body doesn't lie, body keeps the score. Why am I, why, body, why are you procrastinating? And it will typically tell you. And it will Ooh. often be a fear. And it will be a fear of associated with when I get to the other side, then there's typically six core fears, loss of love, of someone, there's fear of criticism, there's fear of uh, ill health, fear of dying, fear of old age, fear of all these other things, fear of failure, whatever it is, whatever that fear is, or fear of success, and how that might change relationships, right? So, but then you ask, is that really true? Is that really true? And if it's really not, and it usually isn't, and then you ask, all right, what, it, how, what are you trying to, what's the good intent? So when I do parts integration, you're always asking, hey, what's the good intent of this part of me that is holding me back? When that part of you feels heard and understood, then it will let go. 
Like literally with Daniel yesterday, he had this black wall, this black circular wall that he could not get through. But when we did the parts integration, it just naturally dissolved. And then a green circle showed up. Green was Ooh. for wealth. And he was ready to step in his next wealthy state, right? So we, we do this parts integration. What's, what's that? And I, I love to also do alter ego. So I have weak ass Willie as my alter ego. Of like, hey, when I want, in, in 2018, when I wanted to tuck tail, and I was like embarrassed and shamed of like, oh, I, lost, I screwed up this business and I lost all this money and this real estate flip went bad and blah, blah, blah. Well, I wanted to be embarrassed. And, and, I don't, I, I, and then I was like, hey, weak ass Willie got me in this. Who's going to get me out of it? And I identified this other part of me, Magic Mike. That was another nickname. <laughs> clients and friends had called me because like, I create magic in people's lives is what one of my clients, I was working with a medical doctor and she's like, after our session, she's like, Mike, you, you, you are Magic Mike. You create magic in my life. And she's an <laughs> Asian lady. So I'm doing a bad Asian voice, but really nicely. But anyway, created life transformation in that, in that segment. I'm like, all right. Was that yeah. before or after the movie Magic Mike? Uh, was, I think it was before. Uh, might have been before, but I, I hadn't even seen it. I didn't even know it was out at the time. You're so. Channing, Channing. What is his name? Channing, Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen it. I kind of want to watch it, but uh, uh, but anyway. So like, um, so then I'm like, I am Magic Mike, and Magic Mike is going to lead me out of this scenario. So you find that powerful alter ego, and that will cause you to show up, and you look at. Beyonce, who's her alter ego? Sasha Fierce, Kobe Bryant, Black Mamba. When he's on, when he laces up those basketball sneakers, he's Kobe. He's Black Mamba. Sasha Fierce, when she's about to go on stage, that's who she is, right? Mm. So, and it helps the. That's the power of the human mind. We can transport ourselves into a different dimension and into a different energy, a different way of showing up. And and we can also get stuck in patterns. So my wife, you, you were talking about um, the statement, oh, this is going to be so hard. Well, the quickest way to change that is a pattern interrupt. You, you interrupt that pattern and you say, what if, what if this is going to be easy and just go the opposite? And like if my wife says, oh, this is going to be so hard, my wife can get stuck in patterns. She battles depression. And, and my NLP has helped a lot of this, but uh, it's not been the only solution for deep depression. She was... She's a three-time suicide survivor from a lot of childhood abuse. And, and so we've, we've had to interrupt a lot of those patterns. And I'll like literally say, babe, is that, is, is that squashy showing up? Or is that your badass self, Seven Sinclair? <laughs> and be squashy is herself that allowed herself to be squashed as a kid. And, and then I'll also say, is, and she'll say it to me. She'll call my, if I'm acting in a weak-ass manner, she'll call me out. And so we got this rule in our household and we're going to call each other out if we're showing up in a passive, weak-ass way because we're called to greatness and we're called to being a force for good. Um, but interrupting the patterns and counteracting it with something positive. Oh, is this really going to be hard? What if it could be easy? What, let's go there. Let's imagine this being easy and speak it over your life because your words are your commands. And, it, and things will dissolve. Things can dissolve when you speak them, speak good over them. Yeah, my my one of my friends he used to always say, "Words mean things." 
Mm-hmm. Words mean things, especially when I, if I would say, mm-hmm. if I said something like, oh, I'm creating, I'm just, I just created, oh, I, I, I did a journal. I, I created a journal. I said, oh, I'm just, it's just my little journal. He's like, no, you're, you're what? Yeah. Your what journal? No, it's your journal. It's not your little journal. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yep. Own it. That's right. I love that. All right. So I got to come up with my um, alter ego and all the listeners have to come up with their alter ego because I love that. It's almost like it gives you the confidence and the power to step into who you know you can be. Yeah. I believe that everybody has that 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 sometime in their life where they just felt so confident yeah. and so good. And, and we have to get back to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I'll do for you, Kate, since this is on YouTube as well, I'll give you a free link. I've got a, uh, a pre-recording of NLP process where I help you anchor into your alter ego. It's on my YouTube channel. Grab it for free. And you got a whole guided meditation. You can do it on your own Tuesday morning next week and tell me what your alter ego is. Oh my gosh, done. That's so awesome. And I'll put it in the I'll put it in the show notes. So if you're listening, you can you can take advantage of that because I definitely know the impact that this kind of stuff has on people. I found out about NLP from Tony Robbins like years ago. And then I've also done like some tapping, just a lot of subconscious work. And it's so fascinating. Now, I don't do it as much as I probably should, but it helps knowing that so much of what we do is in our minds and how we just have to get out of there. So you talk about these common genius blockers that are sabotaging Mm -hmm. your dreams. Can we get into that a little bit? Of course. Love it. Well, one of them you've already mentioned, which is procrastination. And that, you know, Worst one, Mike, it's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what's crazy about it, Daniel Pink, New York Times bestselling author, his new book is called The Power of Regret. And he goes through, and guess what the number one regret is in people's lives? Not what you did do it's what you didn't what do you didn't do yeah vast majority of people had much many 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 more regrets on what they didn't do but again the body integration is a massive piece of that so getting that addressed and it shows up in love in health relationships business finance whatever adventure and then but how do you overcome procrastination well first i think we we got to strip away perfectionism which i call the tw- evil twin sister of of uh, procrastination because they kind of dance together and they're they're one version of another. And when you embrace more of an eighty percent philosophy, doesn't mean you're you're uh, releasing the pursuit of excellence. But you're saying, hey, how do I make eighty percent progress? Not how do I get to perfection or perfection or uh, something perfect? Whether it's a website, a business, a relationship, my health, whatever. Because perfection, this this fear of I won't. I'm going to fail. Uh, and uh, the fear of failure and being driven away from trying something because of the fear of failure is typically a middle-class mindset as well. Billionaire, billionaire, they've already failed so many times and they know that failure is just part of the journey. That's why, you know, the average multimillionaire has been bankrupt a couple of times. They know it's part of the journey, right? Even one of my favorite stories, Tom, Tom uh, Watson Sr., founder of IBM, middle of the Great Depression, one of his top executives comes in after losing the company, a million dollar account in the middle of the Great Depression. Million dollars was a lot of money for IBM in the 1930s, especially when money was tight 
and nothing was happening in the Great Depression. And he comes in the next day and hands in his resignation. He says, Mr. Watson, I'm sorry, sir, but here's my resignation. I know I screwed up and it's time for me to go. Mr. Watson says, son, I just paid for your edge. I paid a million dollars for your education. Get back out there. <laughs> you know? So good. So what if we embrace that? We, you know what? Uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, many of your listeners, fans of Sarah Blakely. You know what her dad used to ask her at dinner every night and her brother? What did you fail at? Yes. Yes. What did you fail at? And then if she hadn't failed anything, guess what they had to go do? They had to go fail at something. It's reprogramming their relationship with failure. So and I got to do it myself even more. Right? I got to do it on social media, for example. Um, but get out there and fail and fail and fail. And you grow so much faster and it's, it's you're learning deepens. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the blockers. And then this hidden trauma in our bodies. I'm being, you know, my wife has had a lot of trauma and battle with depression, having a, a baby and a lot of this junk has come up. So I've honestly had to become an amateur student of trauma and I'm way more attuned and aware of how healing trauma is almost like a magical chemical or magical recipe. It's a perfect recipe that's unique for each individual but it's there to restore someone all the way. And, um, and, and trauma is an unconscious genius blocker. Like when I do another revision in my book, I'm going to do, I'm going to add some deeper stuff around trauma. Um, and because there's other things you can do around like neurofeedback, like we're really, we're actually repatterning my wife's brainwaves. I'm going to repattern my brainwaves as well from the, my own trauma from 2016 or 2018, where like her brain was literally in a fixed and fixed versus flexible. It was almost hundred percent fixed and only two out of 31 lobes were working at a healthy level, but all of them were fixed. And now she's almost got all of her mental lobes at a healthy level from neurofeedback sessions. Then we did, we're doing NAD plus another brain nutrient that your body, when you go through stress factors, like you've probably been through some stress factors. Almost everyone who's been through the pandemic, been through a few stress factors. Well, it depletes your NAD plus. And as you get older, like we're in our forties, hey, it goes down and down. But if you boost it back up, your stamina, your energy, your mental clarity, boom, way up. So the biohacking side, I'm weaving that into my, my genius process as well. Oh, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. Our bodies and minds are so incredible. Mm -hmm. So much more powerful than we think that they are. Oh my gosh. All right. I feel like I could talk to you forever. Um, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I want to know what, if any, do you have any, I don't want to say routines, but do you have any rituals things that kind of help you get into your genius before you write or before you go into a session or before you really practice your genius? Yeah. Well, so I learned from another friend, Craig Ballantyne, who wrote this book, The Perfect Week Formula, that within, you know, do a quick morning routine, not a two hour morning routine, but do a quick, like 30 minute, get your mind right, your body right, et cetera, which I do affirmations in my quick 30 minute routine. I've got a, 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 I'll pull out my magic mic affirmations. There <laughs> uh, we go. I'll play them here. I am magic Mike. I am a wealth magnet. I am attracting, earning, and saving millions of dollars. 
I am worthy of extraordinary levels of success. I am a powerful force for good. So I've got, it's two minutes and 22 Wow. And you and listen, that, do you say it or you listen to it? I say it. it. Yeah, you say it out loud because your words have magnetism got it. Yep. power, right? And you're proclaiming. Because guess what? Very few people in the world wake up like, oh, well, I'm going to change the world. And, you know, we wake up kind of sluggish, sleepy eye, kind of like, you know, whatever. And first, I, I don't always, that, that's so easy for me to pull that up, play it instead of like finding the sheet and I have music in the background, which also changes your brain waves. And so two minutes, 22 seconds every day, I play that. I start within the first 15 minutes. I'm playing that at some point. Some water, matcha, green tea. If I, and then if I'm going to, like I wrote my book in a month and because I was getting, my wife was going to bed at like 9.45 at night and uh, because of morning sickness. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll go to bed and get up early. So I was getting up at like 4 or 5 a.m. every morning. And I write for the first three hours after my 30 minute, you know, take some nootropics because there's these supplements that can boost your cognition and your focus. So I take those. I do a little meditation, a little prayer, um, read something positive real quick, get a quick stretch, two minute workout and hydrate and I rock and jump into my most important task without hopping on social media or even going out of airplane mode. I really stay in airplane mode. I stay in airplane mode most of the day and um, because I want to be focused and present, whatever's at hand. Now I have meetings and phone calls and all that. But, um, but I, you start, you have three to four hours of peak emotional energy a day. And when I work with a lot of high performers, like I got this one guy, he's got 250 employees. Well, he wants to grow his company from six stores to a hundred stores. Well, for him to get to a hundred stores, he's got to do a lot more $10,000 an hour activities than he's doing right now. His life is not patterned that way. And he's wasting a lot of his, what should be $10,000 an hour, peak emotional energy, focus, peak clarity hours on administrative tasks that are not, not even really should be on his plate. So you got to like learn how do I leverage my time more effectively and leverage my best energy. Uh, best performers, they leverage their energy, especially your time's important, but your energy is even more important. And then also how do I get to peak energy with the today's technologies around aging, biohacking, different things like you can have uh, like, I'm 43. I can have a cellular age of 28. I can reverse age. I can turn aging. Aging, Dr. David Sinclair, Harvard's lead scientist, has found that aging is a disease that you can turn on and off. Now, he's, it's still early. People are still unpacking what that looks like. But stem cells, other things are all part of it. NAD+, the brain nutrient. If I can't recommend a nutrient enough, NAD+, would be one. Um so anyway, what is that? NAD plus. NAD plus. Yeah. Get in. And what part of the country are you in, Kate? I am in South Florida. South Florida. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, there's definitely Kardashians were famous on their show on Netflix. They just uh, or Hulu. They just got a big NAD plus treatment. They got an NAB NAD mobile IV injection on their show. Well, and it feels it? like it's like you feel feel like you're becoming Superwoman. Like your reverse really? Yeah. Is it like, do you have to go to one of those places and is it like an IV thing or yeah, is it? You can do it. You can take it as a supplement, but to really get the, the best effects and immediate effects, get an IV. 
Really? How many, how, how often do you have to do it? Well, you can do it as, I mean, my first one felt like it helped me for the next three months. So really, but I'll, I'll probably, I mean, I'm opening an, uh, uh, sorry, a mobile IV company called superhuman health in uh, Nashville. And we're going to have a, um, uh, NAD plus, um, I'll have it every month. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. What? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I took us in some different directions. No, I love it. This is so cool. I'm always thinking about, I always think about this kind of stuff because I've always had a ton of energy. Like I've never had a lack of energy, but the older that I get, the more I'm thinking about, okay, what supplements should I really be taking? I know there's so many people that say these don't work. These do, this isn't a, Anyway, so I'm always so curious because one of the things that I hear most often is, oh, you need to take this because it gives you so much energy. And I'm like, well, energy isn't the thing that I would really notice. Yeah. So I don't really know if the stuff that I'm taking is actually working or doing anything. But you did talk about how you'll take some nootropics for kind of focus. That's mm-hmm. where I would definitely notice because yeah. I definitely have a hard time focusing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll recommend some for you. Um, right. I'll shoot you the links there. All right, cool. My favorites. Oh my gosh, I love it. All right, you are awesome. I am so happy that we mm. got to chat. I feel like there's so much in on this topic, and I'm excited to. I'm excited for you and your journey and all of your books because it sounds like, just like what you talked about in the beginning of this of this show, right? You are taking all the things that you're continuously learning, and now you're putting more and more of that into the books. Which yeah. is so cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's amazing. It, it's amazing. I, like I want to ever forever be a student of life. Like one of my inspirational heroes is uh, Peter Drucker. Age ninety nine, he's still writing books. Isn't that amazing? I mean, he's he's gone now, but he was still writing up until his late nineties. John Rockefeller, still like focused on giving and his legacy um, yeah. until his last breath. So it's like John Maxwell too. He's written like over 70 plus books and he's yeah. in his eighties or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. know. Yeah. He's getting up there. <laughs> he needs him in 80 plus fast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. I always ask my guests to share one activity. I mean, you've shared a, a couple things that I hope people take advantage of, but I always ask my guests to share one activity, 10 minutes or less that can help them live a more creative, fulfilling life travel especially internationally you know you think of red bull was discovered when an austrian businessman travels to thailand is needs a a caffeine jolt before a business meeting and on this trip then he's also exposed to new ideas um you know so travel would be number one like my wife and i have a goal uh have a goal to travel to one of the world's 50 most beautiful cities every year for at least a month, a year. So meaning over the next 50 years, we'll live, have spent one month in 50 plus beautiful cities around the world. And, and, and you get stimulated, you create new patterns of life, you create new awareness, you taste new foods, and it helps you reset. So that's first thing. And then I would say second thing, create more physical play. Da Vinci, Leonardo, one of my friends wrote how to think like Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci. And he's da Vinci, one of the creative geniuses of the world, right? He insisted every single day doing some form of physical exercise because he felt his energy fields got out of balance and his creativity became stagnant. 
So he was actually up in his old age was pretty strong and physically, you know, uh, active, even in the, the Vitruvian man was kind of his, his physical form, which was pretty fit dude, especially in the 1400s. So anyway, so physical activity re-stimulates your creative flow. Yes. Yes, it does. I love that. All right. Awesome. Well, Mike, where can people find, what is the easiest way for, for people to connect with you? They can obviously get your book, but if they want to learn about doing a session with you, where, yeah. what's the easiest way for them to find uh, you? You can message me on any of the social platforms. Uh, I'm at the Mike Zeller, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. And then uh, what else? You can uh, go to MikeZeller.com. And then you can grab my book, a free copy, if you want, at geniuswithinbook.com, www.geniuswithinbook.com, and just cover shipping and handling. And then also I have a free uh, six steps to finding your genius guide that you guys can grab as well that will uh, have the link somewhere as well. I'm oh, sure. yeah, I'll put the link. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Perfect. Well, Mike, thank you so much. We'll definitely have to do this again because there's just so many different directions to go with this kind of topic. That'd be great. (laughs) I love it. All right. Thank you. Pleasure. And there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was really fun chatting with Mike as it always is. And he has just such a wealth of knowledge in this NLP space. And I hope that this episode inspired you to tap into your alter ego. What is your alter ego? Do you have one? I don't know. I don't have one. I mean, I guess I do. I just don't, I don't have a name for for her. So I need to figure that out. But I would love to hear if you actually have one. But I think that that concept of our alter ego is so exciting because it allows us to tap into the confidence that we know is inside of us, but sometimes we hold back. And when we're in that state of overwhelm or frustration or overthink or procrastination, that is not the best version of ourselves. But this alter ego, this is the this is the person inside of us that can come out to say, you got this. Let's go. Let's do the thing. Let's put in the hard work. I think there's something really empowering about that because it's inside of you. You know it's there. You just have to unleash it. So I'm going to put the link for that video that Mike talked about on his YouTube channel. So you can take advantage of that as well as some of the other resources that he shared today. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. You're so awesome. I hope that this episode inspired you to create something or even like what Mike said, to just create some more movement in your life. If you're working on anything that you want to share with me, please let me know. I love hearing from you. You can connect with me over on Instagram or on LinkedIn. I am Kate Volman, pretty much on all the socials. So if we are not yet connected, please connect with me. And if you haven't yet written a review, I would be so appreciative. It really does help the show and help more people find it. Thank you again for listening. Have an incredible day. And until next time, go create something.